NFL, fantasy, college. Man, this guy does it all. Oh, my goodness. This is sick. Put this to music. Time to check in with Rotowire.com's football guru, John McKechnie. What are you doing on your phone? I am fixing my fantasy football lineup on In The Zone. We're life on the farm. kind of laid back. John McHackney, fantasy analyst over at rotowire.com. On Twitter, you can find him at John's underscore tailgate. Always cranking out the hits. If you have a pertinent fantasy start or sit question, we got some coming in. And a grade the trade. This one's fun. 50857. We'll fit a few of those in there. Pleasure as always, John. How are things? Uh, going well. Uh, excited for uh, a no bye week uh, week in the NFL, so not having to make as gross of lineup decisions uh, as we did a week ago. But uh, I, I got to give you some props. Oh yeah, is that a, a, f- a photo bomb on a uh, one Richard Lewis? <laughs> yep, that is oh, correct. Man, he took my seat, and um, my, the guy that I work with, Jake Chapman, he is the radio play by play voice of the Magic. Took a selfie, and I thought, you know. Rather than bothering Richard for a second selfie, I'm just going to slide my head right in there. <laughs> it fit perfectly. I mean, you, you uh, clearly, like, you, you're experienced in the photobomb game. That was textbook. There was just that perfect, it was, uh, you know, it was a moment in time. There was that perfect space right there. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out on my Twitter account, at Brandon Kravitz. Uh, you're right about the bye weeks. I will say this, though. When you have those bye week blues and you get by with a win, there are very few feelings as fulfilling as that. When you get the bye week win, your your roster is ravaged. You go, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like uh, I won and I started Royce Freeman. What what world are we living in? This is <laughs> this is unbelievable. I'm I'm untouchable clearly for the rest of the season. But no, completely agree. Especially with with all the heavy hitters uh, that were out last week. You know, the Bengals, uh, the Cowboys. I mean, even the Texans have kind of thrown their hat in the ring from a fantasy perspective uh, as far as it, it stings to have them out of commission for a week. So it, it's nice to be back at, at full speed, and, and hopefully uh, people didn't uh, wreck their, their records last week or if you play in a league with with a medium, median scoring uh, wrinkle added onto it that you didn't uh, fall too far uh, below that last week. But we're ready to make it up this week. We've got a lot of good questions coming in on the text line, so I want to get to those. Bucks bills tonight, weird game, sort of a desperation spot for both. Where do you see fantasy stardom coming from in this game? Is it just the, the obvious suspects, or is there somebody else that you've got your eye on tonight? So the, in, in terms of the usual suspects, I, I do think that Tampa Bay um, is in a good spot here going up against the, those Buffalo corners with, with no Trey White. Um, it's really an unimpressive cornerback group that Buffalo has ro- rolling out there. And I think in this instance, Tampa Bay, not that they ever really run the ball anyway, but they're really not going to be able to tonight. But with that in mind, I, I do expect a, a nice game out of uh, Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin uh, both because I, I just feel like this is a good matchup for them on uh against those corners um on the other side i think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards dalton kincaid tonight with, with dawson knox being out and i got to throw a little bit of cold water on that because uh if the buccaneers have a liability and it's secondary it's at the cornerback spot so i'm looking for stefan Diggs to have a massive game i think gabe davis could also uh pop this evening but 
Um, when, when it comes to Kincaid, a lot of people are going to be, you know, wanting to start him this week if they, if they scooped him off of waivers, anything like that, or been waiting uh, to fire him up. But really, really low uh, average yard or average uh, depth of target for him. Like we're talking like four yards downfield, and he's not drawing a ton of targets on his routes run. So um, I'm looking for this to be a, kind of a, a disappointing night for him. And I think additionally, the Tampa linebacking core and its safeties are, are the strong suit of that defense outside of Vita Vea. So I, I think that they're going to kind of be able to, to cover up Kincaid a good bit this evening. So it looks like Sam Darnold is stepping in for Brock Purdy this weekend. Do you downgrade any of the 49ers passing attack with that being the case? Or is this just a, a hand-in-glove fit? Um, I, I think you, you might lower your projection slightly but but not enough to where uh you're considering benching any of your 49ers guys whether it's brandon Ayuk, oh instead of a, a top 10 receiver this week he's top 15 george kittle instead of being a top five tight end this week um he he's top seven instead so i, I don't think that the, the drop off is going to be too extreme there's been two points worth of line movement uh in the direction of, of the Bengals since it's kind of been trending uh with, with purdy being out i do worry about Starting Sam Darnold, if I'm pinched in a two-quarterback league, because he is a little bit mistake-prone, um, and mistakes have kind of been what what have bit uh, the 49ers these last couple of weeks. So if if that ends up being the case, then you know there, there's some concern there for for his utility in those type of formats. But I think when you're talking about the heavy hitters on, on the Niners, whether it's uh, Debo if he's available, um, Ayuk and, and Kittle, and of course McCaffrey, uh, you're still starting those guys with confidence. We're talking to John McKechnie from rotowire.com, fantasy analyst uh, over there. Uh, this one I'm not sure I love. It's a uh, trade here on the text line that says that you know, I just lost it. Found it again. Okay. I traded Jameer Gibbs and Aaron Jones for Bijan Robinson and Najee Harris. Did I win the trade? Well, uh, you We'll see. Um, you, we we got to get Bijan Robinson to uh, to play more than uh, ten snaps and have w- more than one touch. Uh, hopefully, the headache issues have been resolved. But um, I, I think in all, you, you you do probably get the best player in that trade in in Bijan. And it, it looks like the, the Steelers' offense by hook or by crook might be getting a little bit better as we get into the the teeth of the season. So I think that bodes reasonably well for Najee Harris. I think you know he's. He's someone that you can start as a, as a low expectation RB two or a flex and still be fine. I don't really get the need for that trade, but yeah, yeah, just like a, I'm trading you two running backs, you give me back two. I feel like we're just making trades to make trades here with, uh, a with a deal like that. Someone said here, uh, would you either would either of you take a trade offer of George Pickens and Brian Robinson for Cam Akers and Jacoby Myers? So, um. It would be George Pickens and Brian Robinson. You'd give up Cam Akers and Jacoby Myers. That feels like a no-brainer. Yeah, I would. I would like the the front side of, yeah. of that deal, the one the one with Pickens, because Myers. Um, I think he's a fine enough player, but that's not an explosive offense that he plays in uh, in Vegas. And, and Akers, um, I'm I'm holding on to a little bit of optimism for him, but it, Madison isn't going to disappear uh, from that offense, and it feels like Brian Robinson still kind of has the, the lead in that backfield. We'll, we'll see if that continues. I know Chris Rodriguez got in the mix a little bit last week, but even still, I think bottom line, when, when I'm doing a trade, I want the best player in that trade, and it's Pickens, so I like that side. Uh, we got a question here about Gardner Minshew. He had, he really blew up last week. Josh Downs went off five catches, 125 yards and a touchdown. Are you buying what you're seeing from Gardner Minshew 
as a replacement if you've got, let's say you have Justin Fields uh, and he's not going to play, so you need a replacement off the waiver wire, or you're in a super flex league, are you buying Gardner Minshew, who blew up against the Browns, now he gets another tough defense with the Saints coming in? Right. The the Saints present a tough matchup, but I mean, obviously the, the Browns did on paper last week, didn't really seem to to slow things down much for, for Indianapolis. And I think uh, Josh Downs coming on and presenting a, a third viable target uh, in that passing game beyond Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce is a really, uh, really nice addition there. So I think Minshew, I think we're talking about like a replacement level talent uh, with some actual kind of like positive uh, tailwinds uh, working in his favor with, with that skill position group. And, you know, it's an offense that uh, when it's not Anthony Richardson, they are just inherently going to throw the ball more. Um, so Minshew, I, I, we have him as QB 12 this week. I'm on board with that. Um, if, if you're like kind of picking between guys in that similar range, I'd probably start CJ Stroud over Gardner Minshew this week against the Panthers, but like that's about the line. So I think he's fringe viable. As a starter in 12-team leagues uh, this week, Gardner Minshew is, and definitely in Superflex leagues. All right, there you go. So start Gardner Minshew in Superflex is sort of the question that was uh, teed up there. One more, and then we'll get a college football bet in and send you on your merry way. Austin Eckler for Jared Goff. Now with some context here, Goff, Goff is my Josh Allen bye week coverage, so he's extra. The other team is decimated at quarterback. Is this a fair deal? Uh, even with the bye week considerations in there, um, I, I still would would want to be hanging on to, to Austin Eckler. Yeah, uh, don't don't yeah don't do that. I don't know if you're giving up Austin Eckler or you're get get Austin Eckler in this situation. However you need to. Uh, puzzling things. I think people just like staring at trades sometimes. John <laughs> John also runs things on the college football betting side of things over at RotoWire. John, lay it on me. We have one monster game in, in the state in Jacksonville between your Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida Gators. So I don't know if you have a side there or if there's something else you've got your eye on, your college football bet of the week. Right, because that Georgia-Florida game, it's over that magic number of, of two touchdowns. It's 14-and-a-half. Um, Georgia obviously going to be without Brock Bowers, so I'm not really touching that one for, for this week. And I've kind of been tipped off as to a, a, a pretty strong trend that uh, has been making some money, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one out. Okay. Air Force covering machine. They are giving 11 and a half against Colorado State. Colorado State is bad. Air Force. They're not your traditional triple option school. They they do have legitimate speed, legitimate talent all over that backfield. The, the quarterback was back last week for them, and they they covered against Navy, if I remember correctly. Uh, them going up against Colorado State. I, I think Colorado State. Kind of has no shot here, so I, I think Air Force wins that one going away. They're, they're giving 11.5. Interesting. The latest news, DFS advice, and analysis. Get it all at rotowire.com. John McKechnie, find him there. Enjoy the game tonight, John. Likewise. Let's, let's, uh, let's go Bucks. Yeah, you know what? Plus 9.5, you playing that tonight? I am. All right. Feels like the right side. UCF West Virginia tickets up for grabs next.